Welcome back, everybody, to another chapter of Keeper Lost Cities. Um, I know it's daylight savings, and I'm sorry for those of you who are listening um, that are not in uh, the U.S. Um, I realize that it's a little more inconvenient, but I just realized I was reading the wrong chapter. And I was about to post chapter 24 twice. So, sorry if I sound a little tired. Here we go. Hey, Bianca said as she opened the gates of Everglade to let Sophie in. You made it. Yeah, Sophie managed to half-smile. Despite her earlier enthusiasm, she was having second thoughts. The gate uh, clanged closed. Somewhere in the distance, a cricket chirped. Sophie pulled on the sleeve of of her pale yellow tunic. Glad Bianca was also dressed casual. Now, Bianca's turquoise tunic and pink beaded flower embroidered around the edges in a pink stained shash. Can any of you guys tell me what that is? I have no clue. So, what are we going to do? Yana stared at the ground as she shrugged. Okay, is your family around? Yana's eyes narrowed. I knew you'd say I knew you'd ask that. What? I know you like my brother. What? Please, it's pretty obvious. He's my friend. Sure. She liked sure she liked him, but she didn't like him. Like him. But she didn't like him like him. This was a bad Louis. This was a bad idea. Yana grabbed her arm to stop her from walking away. Wait, I'm sorry. I, it's just girls always used to get to my brother. Use me to get to my brother. I guess, sort of, expected it. Sophie could imagine how annoying that might get. But still, that's not what I'm doing. And you invited me over, remember? I know, Bianca stood up to her hands. Um, wringing her fingers so tight it looked painful. Can we maybe start over? Sophie bit her lip. I guess we can try. Bianca exhaled, seeming revealed. Relieved. Good. Her eyes lit up. I know we can give each other our, I know we can give each other makeovers. I have all the serums to change our hair color. And we can try it try on some of my mom's gowns. Wrestling with the vermin would have sounded more fun. But she couldn't think of a polite way to say way to say that. Fortunately, she didn't have to. Makeovers keep scoffed behind them. You guys sure know how to <coughs> have fun. Maybe you can braid each other's hair and giggle about boys while you're at it. Sophie spun around to face him, and she felt her heart flutter when she noticed Fitz staring, standing next to her. Keith grinned. Actually, maybe the last part is a good idea. You could get uh, the dirt on Foster. Find out which boy, uh, which guys make her heart go pitter-patter. Um, that'd be no one. Sophie insisted. Hoping her face wasn't as red as it felt. Eh, that's what all that's what they all say. But deep down, girls always have one guy that they can't take their eyes off. Isn't that right, Fitz? What are you talking about? Why are you talking about this? Fitz complained. Keith shrugged. Just saying. What are you guys doing here? Miona asked, scooting Fitz at points of look. We came to see if you guys wanted to play base quest base quest. Keith answered for him. What's Space Quest? Sophie asked. 
great book for the subject change, and the most awesome game ever. I call Foster for my team, Keith announced. Jealousy flared and beyond his eyes as Keith wrapped an arm around Sophie's shoulder. Sophie shrugged away from him. How about we play boys against girls? Fitz explained. They have to explain the rules. One team guarded its base while the other team launched a raid. If the questers made it to the base without getting tagged, they won. Light leaping isn't allowed, but special abilities can be used, Fitz added, looking right at Sophie like he was saying it for her benefit. That's not fair. Sophie and I don't have Nando's voice shut off when Fitz shot her a warning note. Fine. But you guys have you guys have the quest first. Sophie chose to be sentry as a vivid red tree they picked as their base. She didn't like being the last defense, especially considering how fast um Fitz and Keep could run. But she didn't know the grounds. So it made more sense to let Bianca try and hunt them down. Plus, if abilities were allowed, she'd know to keep tabs on the boys. Tyrion had taught her how to track her, track where thoughts came from. Most telepaths could only isolate a general area, but Sophie's mind can nail down the exact point. She'd never tried it on moving targets, but it was worth a shot. As soon as Bianca ran off, she opened her mind and listened. Fitz's thoughts were softer than ever. He must be trying to block her. The cues were loud and clear. He was thinking about the lake, so she listened in that direction and instantly felt their presence. She couldn't think of a better way to explain it. Even Tyrion didn't understand. Her mind somehow touched them through the air, telling her exactly where they were. She needed a tremendous amount of concentration to stay connected as they snuck through the meadow. But she didn't lose them. Even when they dashed in the forest to slip by Viana, her head ached, but she held on, following them through the trees. When her thoughts uh, focused on the base, her heart thundered. They were closing in. She took off, not sure if she was seeing with her eyes or theirs. As she plowed through the trees, she didn't know where she was, or how long she ran off, or if she felt anything, until her hands connected with the skin of her and her vision cleared. Bits and Keith stared at her with wide eyes. She gripped their arms. How did you do that? Keith demanded. You ran straight to us like you knew where we were. I, she racked her brain for, an, for a credible excuse. Heard you. Heard us? How? Keith cracked his head, glancing at her, hands on his arms, then back at her. Hiding something, Foster? She probably heard you crashing through the bushes like a Sasquatch. Fitz said, um, coming to our rescue. I think a, I think the whole world did. No, I don't think it was that. You're just mad because you lost beyond the teams. Catching up with them? I can't believe Sophie tagged you both. On her own. She can be my best base class partner anytime. She grinned, and Sophie couldn't help smiling back. She was actually having fun with Viana, of all people. Who would have guessed? Do my eyes deceive me, or is that Sophie Foster? Alden asked behind them. We've missed you around here, Della added. 
Crashing over and wrapping Sophie up in her arms. Sophie sank into the hug, swallowing the emotion rising in her chest. She hadn't seen all the Nardella since she moved to Havenfield, and she hadn't realized how much she missed them. She took a deep breath to clear her head, and her nose tingled. Whoa, you smell like smoke. Is there a fire? Della glanced at Alvin and she pulled out of pulled out of the hug, back in a few steps away. Alvin cleared his throat. Just something we're looking into. No reason to worry. Sophie repressed herself. No reason to worry seemed to be Alvin's favorite words. Sophie expressed never. Then again, never thought found anything suspicious about the San Diego fires. Or if he had, it hadn't been important enough to hit the gossip circles. Sophie was sure Morella would have heard otherwise. So, what are you guys up to? Della asked. Getting stomped in base class. Keep grumbled. You should have seen it. Sophie tagged us like she knew where we were. Alvin glanced at Fitz. He gave the slightest nod before he grinned at Keith. Sounds like someone's not happy about losing. I'd just like to know how she did it. But she insists on being all mysterious. Keith narrowed his eyes at Sophie. She still hasn't explained how she slammed Fitz into the wall yesterday. Sophie flushed when she met Alvin's eyes. She could see clear. She, she could see Alden, and when she met Alden's eyes, she could see clear concern. Jet said he was going to talk to you about that. She said quietly, "Any theories? None that make any sense." Alden admitted. A second of silence passed. Then Della came to the rescue. Besides, we girls never reveal our secrets. How else can we keep boys on their toes? So. Who's staying for dinner? She glanced at Sophie. Sorry, I told Adeline I'd be home. Maybe next time. She flushed when she realized she invited herself over. Well, be honest, Mom. Sounds good. Do you need to use the Leap Master, Alvin asked? No. Great and Adeline gave me a home crystal. She held up a long silver chain that hung to her uh, waist. And the circle pendant only had a single facet. To Havenfield, they'd given it to her that morning. Apologized for not giving it to her, giving her one sooner. She she really felt like family. Don't stay away too long this time, Alden told her. We missed you. Well, we missed you around here. I missed you guys too. I'll see you soon. Wait, sorry. Oh, On Monday, Bianca, Keith, and Fitz sat with Sophie at lunch. Jancy and Morella kept giggling and staring at their visitors. Morella especially. Dex spent the entire lunch sulking at his trip. Hey, Dex, Sophie said, trying to draw him out of his bunk. Can you come over, uh, over after school today? He glared at Fitz before his, before his eyes met hers. You don't have any other plans? She uh, she ignored the snipe. I was hoping you'd tutor me in alchemy. I'm going to need help before midterms. You're the best alchemist I know. Well, Dex obviously has a crush on Sophie. 
Next straightened up at the compliment. Sure, if you really need me. Keith wagged his finger at her. Oh, uh, don't, don't go getting good at alchemy, Foster. Who else can we count on to destroy Lady Galvin's capes? Don't worry, I don't think so. Can ever get good at alchemy? Morella told him. You uh, do you know? Do you have any idea how many things she's exploded? There's been more explosions. He flashed up the wicked grin. I have to do this. Sophie sighed, sighed as Marilla filled everyone in on her almost weekly explosions. Now she had a reason besides Bronte to get better at alchemy. If sitting with Keith was going to be a regular thing, she would never hear the end of his end of the jokes. Keith got tension a week later, so he was off the hook for teasing. But it was a lucky break, because with Deck's expert instructions, she could get a hang of alchemy. She almost caught her room on fire twice before Dex moved their practice experiments to the caves that lined the beach at the base of Havenfield Cliffs. Rock couldn't burn, and the ocean was nearby if they needed it. And they needed it a lot. She even caught Dex's tunic on fire. Maybe it was because the rules of alchemy defied every rule of chemistry she'd ever learned. Or maybe it was because the ingredients were so foreign. But two weeks away from exams, she would panic in. Her only chance of passing would be if she knew what would be on the test, so she couldn't practice until uh, she got it right. Too bad Lady Gavin refused to give her a study guide. Sophie was fairly uh, certain she was she was hoping she'd fail, so she'd uh, be rid of her. Of course, Sophie couldn't always read her mind. This thought was so terrible, she was ashamed herself for even thinking it. But, no one would ever know, and she'd still have to complete the assignment for the test without any help. Narrowing down what to study wasn't wrong, was it? Plus, if she didn't pass, Bronte would have what he needed to get expelled. Maybe even shipped off to she refused to finish the terrifying thought. The fear made her up her mind. At her next alchemy session she dropped her books. She she dropped her books. She kept her back to Lady Gavin as she went to receive them. And before she could wimp out, she closed her eyes and concentrated on her thoughts. Sorry, I don't like this card. I don't like reading it. Like, it didn't make me feel right. It was easier than she had planned. Lady Gavin had the exam on her mind, so Sophie didn't have to grow deeper into her memories. She was deciding between making Sophie turn a rose into iron or making her turn brass into copper. The hardest basic, the hardest basic transmutation. Sophie talked both ideas away, then closed her mind and picked up the books, like nothing had happened. She'd expected to feel triumphant, now she had a fighting chance. Plus, she was right. Plus, she was right. Lady Goblin was giving her the hardest challenge to try and fail her. She had thwarted her plan. So why did she feel like she'd eat a huge bowl of slime? Distracted and uncomfortable, she spilled the gash room and made the whole 
room reek of rotten fungus. Study hall was worse. She pored over their notes. While Sophie thought, sat frozen, afraid to open her books. By the time she got home, she was on the verge of tears. She couldn't touch her dinner. Couldn't bear the concerned looks on Grady and Anne's faces. She didn't deserve sympathy. She didn't deserve anything. She hid in her room for the rest of the night. Sleep was a lost cause, alone in the darkness, with a snoring imp shouting the signs, and Ella in her arms. She forced herself to omit the truth. She broke new rules of telepathy. Even worse, even worse, she cheated. Just thinking the words made her skin crawl. From now on, anything she accomplished at Foxfire would be because she would from now on anything she accomplished at Foxfire would be because she cheated on an alchemy exam. Could she really live with that? No. But what could she do? She could she, how could this study without focusing on those things? And if she didn't study them, she'd be sure to fail. It wasn't like she could tell Lady Galvin what happened. She wasn't allowed to tell anyone about her telepathy. She had to cheat now. No way around it. Unless her heart sank as another option occurred to her. It was far from ideal, but it was her only way out. And better than living with guilt for the rest of her life. Fear weighed and down on her as she crept out of bed and dug out Dean Potter Alwyn had given her. But she had but she had to do this now, before she changed her mind. She cleared her throat and took a deep breath, and forced her lips to say the words she was dreading. Oh, show me all day. Well, yeah. Don't cheat on your exams. Um, that is the end of chapter 25. I really hope you guys enjoyed. I made your week a little bit better.